Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who is the guy that he when he came on the show he cut a tremendous promo on because left he left the show is it Durbin yeah that was uh, that was yes. Durbin yeah okay is that still scintillating on Joe or has that been fixed I think those guys smoothed it over all right is there any chance of Mike Durbin going back to the brand Joe I don't think so he's got a contract is ironclad run run Rudolph Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number 36. Thank you very much for listening, and Merry Christmas! This is the Christmas episode of the show. So I have two great guests. My first guest is my good friend Hughesley. We will be going over our top five favorite Christmas films. And after that, I have Wayne Noon, who is the host of the Rat Salad Review Podcast. And also, he contributed uh, drums to my Christmas song, Run Rudolph Run which you will hear after the interview at the end of the show. This is the world premiere. <laughs> uh, I recorded this like five year, four or five years ago. Uh, I never thought I'd see the light of day. Uh, I'm not a drummer, so I recorded everything for this song except drums. And a few years later, somehow I got Wayne Noon to uh, record a drum track for me. You'll hear the story during his interview. So I want to thank Wayne again for taking the time to put down some amazing drums on this song i want this to get in all your minds i'm not a singer understand so my singing is horrible on this track so don't judge me please feel free to follow me on social media uh twitter i am at mike durband d-u-r-b-a-n-d on instagram it is mike underscore durband underscore show and please subscribe to my youtube channel youtube.com slash michael durband and if you are feeling generous this holiday season, please go on iTunes and give me a five-star review. I would really appreciate that. Let's get to Husey, but before that, here are some words from my sponsors. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Adam Hughes. Hello. All right, joining me right now is the legendary Hughesley, Conan's best friend. It's Christmas time. Merry Christmas, Hughesley. Uh, thank you, and I'd just like to say Merry Christmas to everyone on behalf of me and Conan. And I, I've just realized until literally at this very second that my microphone comes out further. So uh, hopefully this should be better sound. And I can't, I've had this for about three months. Well, it can't sound any worse than Glenn's audio. What the fuck? Of all podcasters, he's got the worst audio I've ever heard. He talks like Freddie Mercury farts. <laughs> Freddie Mercury, of course, uh, died of the AIDS virus. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we're here for a certain reason. We're here to debate our top five Christmas film list. You love Christmas movies, right? Uh, I just love uh, Christmas. You love Christmas in general. Yeah, ever, ever, it's this weird time of year where uh, weight gain and being cheesy is 100% acceptable and encouraged. Yes. Uh, except when it comes to wrestling marks. But uh, in, in Christmas, it's, it's it's party season. We're like, like, I was talking about this last night with my mom and my stepdad. We were saying that even just watching the boxing on the TV, it's almost like a party because you've got the snacks going uh, there's the Christmas lights going, and it's like, like it's just, it's just fu- fucking fun. Yeah, going through, you know, researching this list, I googled Christmas movies, and there's well over a hundred films. There was a top 100 list that someone compiled, so there's probably a thousand different movies, but uh, we're doing the top five. Mm. So it was a very hard choice, but what do you got in there for number five? Uh, number five, I'm gonna go with one that sort of splits people, but it's trading places. Who's that? Who's that? What you want? Police, we've had some complaints about con men pretending to be blind and uh, cripple. I can see! I can see! I have le- I, can- I have legs! I have legs! Oh, shit! Look at this! Man! I can walk! Jesus! Praise Jesus! <laughs> uh, well, for those who don't know, Trading Places is a very, very, uh, in America, I guess they would call it, rated R comedy. And it's about where a a rich man is swapped with a homeless man, and uh, then they see how each other struggles in those roles. But the thing, the reason why you could never make this anymore, there's rape jokes, there's full on full frontal nudity. People say the N word. Do you know what that word is? Nerd. Uh, it sounds like ginger. An anagram is ginger. Uh. There's rape, well, there's rape jokes, there's a suicide attempt, there's guns, there's fucking whores, uh, you, you name it, it's in there. And uh, But it's one of the most unbelievably funny films ever made. And Jamie Lee Curtis had the greatest body that's ever existed. She is fucking incredible. And all that stuff about her apparently being born with a dick, good. <laughs> Me and Eric Abramoff would love to see her nude. I want to. He talks like fucking uh, Stephen Hawkins. (laughs) There are millions of stars in the sky. Like, okay, you fucking big-titted piece of shit. Fuck off and leave the house. 
Uh, I also have an unorthodox choice for number five. This is uh, Batman Returns from 1992. Hmm. Well, come what may. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. Merry Christmas, Albert. Goodwill toward men. And women. I don't, I don't know if it's technically a Christmas movie, but the entire movie takes place during Christmas time. So just an amazing uh, an amazing looking film but as a uh, as a bit of a comic book purist it's so unfaithful to the comics where as soon as you the tim burton doesn't know what batman is he thinks batman is like part of a bat and with catwoman <laughs> has magical cats what the fuck and yeah. the penguin's actually a fucking half bird man I'm like no no <laughs> what do you got in there for number four it's die hard do you really think you have a chance against us mr cowboy Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yes. I ju- I you, you inspired me. You did a huge Die Hard episode a couple weeks ago. It was massive. It was a watch-along. And then you had the uh, the writer. Yeah, Stephen E. D'Souza. Yeah, and uh, it was a great episode. Check it out on Spreaker and iTunes. It's Husey Hello. Uh, you inspired me to buy the entire Die Hard collection. So I got five movies on Blu-ray. The first one is amazing, the second one's amazing, the third one amazing, and that's it. I'll stop there. <laughs> Die Hard 1 and 2 are both uh, set at Christmas, but the problem with the second one is that it's very coincidental. We're like, he just happens to bump into this guy in the airport, and then John McClane just happens to see these guys slipping boxes under a table, and then the bad guy just happens to target a plane that John McClane's wife's on. You know, it, it's, it's over the top, but... Uh, this film is fucking Die Hard 1 it, on so many levels. It's just a masterpiece. It's got a groundbreaking villain. It's got a really handsome man that confuses us all. Uh, Holly De Niro's got a nice big set of Christmas tits. And uh, Alan Rickman's one of the greatest villains ever. And Die Hard is a Christmas film. And if you don't believe me, go to Hughie Entertainment on YouTube or check out the podcast where the person who wrote Die Hard says that it is so despite what you may think, the guy who created the film is actually telling you that you're fucking wrong. So for number four, I have a 1951 classic. There are dozens of variations and uh, different versions of this film. There's plays, there's books. This is A Christmas Carol, but this is with Alistair Sim as Ebenezer Scrooge. You ever seen this one? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this one, but the problem with this story as I'm sure you probably think yourself, is that it's been done so many times Yeah. that it's like, right, we fucking get it. And they're all, <laughs> and, and now there's two remakes in the works, one with Melissa McCarthy, who's oh, fat, no. and one with uh, Kevin Hart, who is... <laughs> what roles will they each be playing? She's not only playing Scrooge, but she'll also be eating a role in it too. <laughs> He's very fat. Uh, uh, I, lo- I love this guy, Alistair Sim. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen any of his other films, but um, he's an amazing British actor. I love it. This is black and white. There's color versions, but I like the classic black and white. Something about this movie, it just it touches me. Every year, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. Who are you? Ask me who I was. All right, all right. Who were you then? In life. I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Oh, 
why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheat. You, you might be an undigested bit of beef. <laughs> a piece of cheese. A fragment of an underdone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave in you. See, I would like I prefer like the entertaining ones, which brings me were you about to ask me what number three is? At number three, I'm going with uh, a Harold and Kumar Christmas. As I say, as we were just saying, I don't like, uh, for Christmas, I just want entertainment. I don't want dramas or moral messages. This is just a funny-as-fuck film. And I can specifically remember when it came out, uh, me and four friends went to the cinema to see it. And there may have been a little bit of a going on before. That was a smoking, not a uh, thing. Not one of the Felicia Rose's stuff. But uh, the the four of us went to see a Harlan Kumar Christmas, and it was just the four of us in the uh, theater, and it was so fucking funny, and we had such a laugh doing it, and it was snowing outside, and then we went drinking afterwards, and, the, and it was just uh, number three. I have uh, a classic. This is from 1982 or three, I think. This is a Christmas story. Love that one. Yeah, this takes place in, I think, the late 40s, Indiana, like right around the border of uh, Chicago and Indiana. So it's it's familiar to me. It, it, I think it was even filmed in Indiana. So, you know, even though even though it was even though it was like 40 years before my childhood, it, there's so much of this movie that reminds me of my early Christmases. Yeah. And, and the, th- I, the, the thing about this film is that I, I refuse to buy Christmas films on dvd because if they should be shown on tv like why wouldn't they be shown on tv and this one i remember seeing it as a kid and loving it and then not seeing it again until about two years ago and for some i just specifically remembered so much of it and i i loved it and that kid has now gone on to produce the iron man franchise now you say you never saw it on tv that's odd because in, in america they would do a marathon of this movie every year. I think it was on TBS or TNT. They would play it 24 hours straight on a loop, a Christmas story, over and over again. Yeah, I've, I, it always bothered me that it. The thing that does my head, and sometimes they'll, they'll on certain channels they'll show Christmas films on Christmas Day, but it's yeah. like fuck that. I'm, I'm going to be off watching. If, if I get any new stuff, I'm going to be doing that or drinking. I'm not going to be sitting down the boy. I'm already ready for. New Year's Eve or St. Patrick's Day? Fuck that. <laughs> uh, what do you got in there for number two? Controversially, I'm going with Home Alone 2. Two? Okay. It's obviously, it's pretty much exactly the same film. Same plot, storyline. You can even time it out. It's pretty much the same. And the Birdwoman scene is fucking weirdy and creepy, but uh, I, I think this film is hilarious. Plus, it's got the best pizza I've ever seen. There's a scene in it where Kevin McAllister's leaving the hotel to go shopping and uh, Juice Bigelow is standing there and o- opens a pizza before he gets in the limo and it's just like cheese pizza and it's fucking uh, all steamy and smoky and it's just and I almost came in it. <laughs> and Tim Curry, of course, is uh, unbelievably funny in this film. Uh, also, do you know who else makes a cameo in the film? One of the greatest people that ever... Uh, I would have made a third movie, but I was busy a groping pussy. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. 
Uh, the thing about as well, Home Alone 2, it's unbelievably violent. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of real insider jokes for parents where Barb, yeah, he, falls, he falls down this uh, part of the house and he looks up and he goes, wow, what a hole. <laughs> it's a great line. Yeah. I like big holes too. Yeah, for number two, I have another classic. This is It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's from 1948 or 49. Jimmy Stewart. You look puzzled. Have you not seen this? Uh, no, I, it's too... I don't want any drama. Many people put this as number one. I've never seen it. Uh, how, how is that? I've, I've no... Uh, I've no... Drama's never... I just want either action films or comedy. I don't want to fucking have to learn from some cunt something that I already know. I mean, the basis of this movie is this, this guy, everybody loves him. Um, he goes through a rough patch uh, financially. Something happens. And he, I think he attempts to commit suicide. And uh, these angels kind of save him, I guess. And they show him how the world would have gone if he had never been born. So he actually sees how his friends and his family and the town he grew up in uh, turn out without him. And it's dismal. Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again! Please, God, let me live again. If I wanted to see someone attempt to commit suicide, I would watch some wrestler mark the fake Q&A on Twitch. Oh. All right. So maybe you'll watch it at some point. I hope that you see this movie. It's possible. I might watch this and White Christmas because I'm going to be doing a lot of drinking over the next few weeks. It's December 8th uh, as of right now. So there's going to be a lot of hangovers and a lot of uh, uh, shit and blood. Yeah. All right. We've reached the end. This is uh, Hughesley's number one Christmas film of all time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, before I grew up knowing you're supposed to save these for December, November, uh, I've seen this film hundreds of times. It's still hilarious. Beverly D'Angelo would get it. Yes. Uh, I love this film, and I, I can't wait to watch it again this year, uh, possibly in uh, two or three days. Yeah, and the opening segment, the animated segment, uh, you put that song as one of your top Christmas songs of all time and you can't even get it anywhere but what's that song again? It's Christmas Vacation by Mavis Staples and it's it's unbelievable that this film as big as it is and as popular as it is there's no fucking uh, soundtrack to it despite the fact that if you listen to the songs in the soundtrack it would make a great album and like uh, it's a shame and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in it in this cameo role before she got a nose job that you still get it. Well, coincidentally, that's also my number one. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is amazing. It's, it's as funny as it is, it's also it got touching, warm moments, like when he's watching the, uh, the old movies and when he's stuck in the attic. This film has everything. It's got the, the scumbag, Cousin Eddie, that comes in. You know, every family has a, a guy like this, you know. And I know Joe Feeney would like it because the girl has a Guns N' Roses poster in her room. Uh, Julie Louis, or no, that was Juliette Lewis, who of yes. course grew up to be addicted to crystal meth. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, and according to Artie Lang, Adam Sandler had anal sex with her in the toilet of Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club in the early 90s. Wow. Mm. So there you go. Well, there you have it. Uh, the fact that Hughesley and I agree on it, uh, that it's number one, that makes it a fact. There's no debating it. That's it. All right, Hughesley, uh, where can we find your show? It's Hughesley Hello on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, all kinds of uh, guests there. And don't forget to check out Hughesley Entertainment on YouTube where I will fucking take on any troll who tries to give me shit because... It's pretty obvious that it's always some of the same three people. Yeah. And we are recording the Hughesley Christmas party this afternoon. Uh, when will that episode drop? I don't have a clue. Okay. <laughs> February. All right. Yeah. All right. Merry Christmas. So back in uh, January of 2016, uh, it was probably a, a very cold winter day. Christmas was over, but I was still in a Christmas mood. Um, I finally figured out after years of having the program GarageBand in my computer, I finally uh, figured it out, just the basic stuff. I was like, let me just try a Christmas song. So I put down just an acoustic guitar and two electric guitars, and I did one of my favorite Christmas songs, Run Rudolph Run. By Chuck Berry. Um, so I did a couple versions of it. They all sucked. It was terrible. But then I um, slowly got better at GarageBand. Not uh, still. I'm not good at it yet. But um, I kept adding instruments. I put a bass on there. Uh, what else? So a little bit of keyboards. And then I decide. I'm not a singer. Let's let let everyone know that I am not a singer at all. Not in the least bit. You didn't do but too I, bad though. <laughs> But That's I put, good. I, thank you. <laughs> I put, uh, I put a vocal track on here, a couple of them. You know, I live in a condo, so I have neighbors above me, below me, right, on the so. side of me. I, I was trying to do it in the middle of the day when I was hoping a lot of people wouldn't be home. But right. um, yeah, over the course of a week, I, w- I would just keep adding stuff to it. And then um, I finally got it to a point where I was, I was like, all right, this is as good as it's ever going to be. I'm not a great guitar player. I'm primarily a bass player, but. Uh, all in all, I think it turned out okay. And then it sat there for maybe two years, and uh, I never, ever thought I would have drums on it. I just didn't even think that was possible. I'm One thing I'm not is a drummer. F- uh, flash forward to 2018, and I'm doing an episode of uh, Venom Vinyl with Vince Russo. I think it was the Christmas episode, and I told him that I recorded this demo a few years ago, Run Rudolph Run, but I didn't have any drums on it. And then Vince said, well, why can't you do the drum gimmick? Well, I don't have drums. I don't have drums in here. I can't have. Can you find somebody that you can go to their studio or their house or something that's a drummer and just do it? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even think about that. So then I think I got an email or a DM a couple days later from Wayne Noon. Wayne, did you hear the episode? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. That's why I emailed you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so you said... Yeah, and uh, I was actually just starting to uh, get back into making music music with my friend. Because I've been in in bands and all that crap. And um, then I heard you mention that you didn't have drums on that song. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see if he would, you know, want me to do it. And and you said yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I was just getting into recording. I bought an interface and I got... um, 
uh, I don't use GarageBand. That thing's very confusing. It is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I use Reaper. I just started learning to use Reaper. Now I'm, I'm not, you know, excellent at it, but I'm a lot better than I was when I recorded the the drums for your thing. But um, yeah, I was very glad to hear you say yes, and that's, you know, I recorded it. Yeah, so I sent you what I had, and then you maybe a few days later you sent me back three or four different options, and I was like, oh my god, this is like, this is gonna happen. This is I'm gonna have <laughs> drums on this song finally, after years. And then I remember I took one of them, I laid it underneath all the tracks that I had in GarageBand, yeah. and then um, I pushed play, and then uh, I think the guitar starts a song. But then you came in when as soon as I heard the first like cymbal crashes and the whatever else the the snare hits and it lined up perfectly i was like oh my god this <laughs> is sounds like a real song now yeah. and i just sat back and i was blown away by your performance on this it was phenomenal um thank you. i i can't thank no i can't thank you enough you, you made this uh you made it a reality so i, I well, thank cool. you for that i'm i'm glad to hear that I, I yeah still, although i still feel like i could do a better version <laughs> i no, could no, probably no. do that a thousand more times believe me I'm never happy. Yeah, That's why it was... I'm still working on a, a, a band that I've been working on for the past four years. Oh, so <laughs> tell me about that. Well, first, um, how long have you been playing drums for? Uh, probably since I was like 12. Okay, yeah, that's... Or so. You picked drums right away? No, I played uh, guitar first okay. when I was younger. My parents bought me a uh, acoustic guitar, and they sent me the lessons, and the guitar was always falling apart. Yeah. And then um, this long-haired guy like a heavy metal guy comes into the shop he starts playing the drums and it sounds awesome i'm like i want to play that yeah <laughs> so i threw the guitar away my parents bought me uh you know a cheap drum set and yeah. i played on that thing until that thing fell apart and then uh and then you know went on from there i got into a band and yeah when was your first real band um right after high school i yeah. got in contact with some guy from uh, queens new york i'm from long island Mm-hmm. And uh, he listened to the same bands that I did, all these power metal bands like Halloween and Iron Maiden and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I went down and you know checked the band out. They're all Greek. They're all from uh, Astoria, Queens. Yeah, right after high school, I had that band and we were together for about 15 years. Put out an album. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That the original singer he ended up leaving, and we got a female singer, and you know we got pretty you know well known I guess you know for you know, a little band from Queens you know. One band for that long, wow. Yeah, yeah, we were very close. We were like yeah. a like a family, you know. That's how a band should be. Yeah, we, we all got along really well until the end, and yeah. that's when I I had to get out of there because uh, we got a female singer, yeah. and my guitarist started going out with her. Oh, that's a you you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> so I, that that kind of ruined it because they were fighting all the time, and then he went on and and made another band behind us, and it was just yeah you know, it was just getting to be a you know nonsense and it was so stupid so my yeah. last show was a sold out show at the Gramercy Theater with uh, the band Epica i don't know if you ever heard of them no uh problem. i don't like that i've heard of the Gramercy Theater though. that's a legendary venue yeah yeah that place was wow. sold out i said that's the last show i'm playing i'm done with you guys and and so wayne is not only a very <laughs> talented musician like me he's also a podcaster yes i try to do it all Yes, so you have uh, the Rat Salad review, and I'm guessing that's from the uh, Sabbath song, Rat Salad. Yes, finally, yes. you're the only yes. person that finally got that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody asks, what does that mean? And it's like, it's a Black Sabbath song. I didn't come up with it, though. Uh, one of the guys that used to be on our show, um, he came up with it, and he left, but I just kept the name. You guys review metal albums. You do um, album versus albums. Yeah. There's two different shows. Rat Salad review, that's mostly new stuff, and we do um, interviews, too. 
Yeah. You know, we'll have, I have musicians like next week. I got um, the vocalist from the band uh, Rage, not Rage Against the Machine, uh, Rage from Germany. Yeah. Uh, he's coming on next week. And a few weeks, uh, actually a few months ago, I had a guy, uh, bassist from Halloween on. So. Uh, wow. Jer- yeah, Chris Jericho was, loves him. Oh, yeah. That's he my favorite. He loves band. Halloween. Wow. Yeah, so, so that was a huge, uh, huge thing for me to have him on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's how Rat Salad is. So we try to keep that all the newer albums and things like that. An Alvarez album is we just pick random albums from past, even newer stuff sometimes, and we just see you know which ones we think are better, you know, than the other ones. You know. Yeah. Some people like to hear about the old. I like to know about new bands. You know, all the time I like to hear new albums, new bands coming out because that's why I want. I, the reason why I started this show is because I kind of got out of listening to music. I play it. And I yeah. kind of even got out of that. I, I stopped doing music for a couple of years. But I wanted to do something that got me back into music again. Because I was listening to podcasts. Like, you know, I was listening to you and, and with uh, Vince Russo and all that stuff and all the wrestling things. I was kind of getting sick of wrestling. So yeah. I wanted to get back into music. And I figured the show would, you know, help me do that. It has a little bit, so... All right, Wayne. Uh, again, I want to just publicly thank you immensely for making my oh, dream oh. a reality. So all right, good. I Thank wish I record. So I got a new drum kit. I wish I could record a new one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, check out Wayne Noon and the Rat Salad Review. Where can we find Rat Salad Review? Ratsaladreview.com. Can't be any easier than that. And we and have tons of shows on there. We're a network now. Yeah, I saw that. You were, it's I the do. network. Yes. Yep. I, we have uh, Lou Mavs. He has a show called um, Music is Life. Yeah. Uh, Harry Barnett, some people might know from, um, what was his name? Kenny Boland. Used to be yes. producer for Kenny Bowen. He's on my show now. I can't. I don't even like podcast. I think the show's called. I can't remember his name, uh, show. Uh, yeah. Then our album versus album show. Um, I have a show with Timo Tolki. I don't know if you know who that is from Stradivarius, old guitar player. And uh, we have a King Diamond podcast, and then the uh, Rat Sound Review podcast. So we have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and you guys are on YouTube and uh, iTunes. iTunes, Twitter, Spotify, Stitcher, um, uh, what the hell is it? Instagram, you know. Yeah. Just type in Rat Salad Review. You'll find us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you, Wayne Noon. Everybody check out Rat Salad Review. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, that's the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Wayne, once again for your great drum track. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Hughesley. And thanks to everybody listening. Please follow me on social media. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all that. So let's get to it. Here's the world premiere of Run Rudolph Run by Mike Durband featuring Wayne Noon on drums.
one.